So if you just want the trust to be easy and uh, accessible for all the heirs, then you can do that. If you want to make sure that your kids or your heirs go to college, get married, start a business, hold a job for n number of years, you can make sure that if you have a large amount of wealth, you can make sure that there are still basic functions of motivation inside of those heirs from that trust or they don't get what's inside of the trust. So it can be as simple and easy or it can be as involved as you want as far as the rules on how the trust operates after your passing. But you just have to set that up. Welcome to the Emmett Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton, a certified financial planner professional. The M Advisor podcast exists to help busy professionals get an educated and clear vision about money. Talking about money is difficult enough as it is. Discover the confidence in creating a customized financial plan in a calm and casual environment. Not every professional should have the same financial plan. Everyone is different. Let's celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different too. Music used in this show is by the band Forum. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc., a broker-dealer, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and M Advisor are not affiliated. Welcome to the M Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton. The M Advisor Podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. Today, we are talking about trusts and what is a trust. So to begin, a trust is just a legal document. And as we have discussed before, all a legal document is, is you raising your hand and telling the state in which you live, I want my own rules or I have my own decisions I want to make with my stuff, my money, and the relationships that depend on me. And so today we're talking about a trust. And what we're talking about is a basic living trust or a revocable trust or a grantor trust. Now, there are some trusts that are a little bit more complicated, but these are just the basic trusts that you will probably seek an attorney for to obtain probably your first trust and for most of us our only trusts. And a grantor trust basically is created by the grantor or the creator of the trust and the beneficiary is also the creator of the trust. So if I were to set up a trust then I set up and own the trust and I'm the beneficiary of the trust. So there's no change of ownership in these types of trusts. There's a misconception about trusts that they are really intended only for the uber mega wealthy. And that's really not true. So just like any other legal document, a trust is just you making your own decision about your stuff. In this particular case, it is 
making your own decisions about how your assets are handled after you pass away. It sounds a lot like a will, where a will you give the court's direction about how they will handle your things and your money and the relationships that depend on you. But the trust is really how all of these items, these assets, this money are handled in lieu of probate. Now, when you go through the probate court system or the death court, and we discussed a little bit about this when we talked about a will in the last podcast, but the probate court system goes in and retitles all of the accounts and transfers that to the next person. In doing so, all of this information becomes public record with the court system. It can take a potentially lengthy time, and depending on the situation, it can also be fairly expensive. A trust basically comes with its own set of rules instead of probate. So you have a will and a trust together, and the courts will still probate the estate. And all that goes into the probate document that's published online is in trust. That's all it will say, that the assets are in trust. So how does it work? A trust is basically a box that you have created as a holding tank for your stuff and your money. And in that box, there are rules on how that money is handled. And those rules are created by you. You say, here's how I want all of our stuff, all of our money. Here's how it is to be handled. And in a grantor trust, where the creators, such as two spouses, might be the creators of the trust, and the spouses are also the beneficiaries of the trust, since they're both the creators and the beneficiaries, they can make changes throughout their lifetime. Once both of those individuals pass away, that trust is no longer revocable, and whatever rules were set in place in that trust, in that holding tank for that stuff and money, then those rules are set in stone, and they are no longer allowed to be revoked. So then the assets don't necessarily need to be retitled. Because when an asset is put into a trust, it's already retitled into the trust. So a trust will likely own a house, a bank account, investment accounts, etc. So when the trust transfers to the next generation, it's still in the trust. So there's nothing that needs to really be done to get the assets over to who you want the assets to go to. And one thing that is really cool about a trust is that it is all private. So there's no ability to see who got what when you pass away. And this is great news for those with little kids. This is great news for those with a big family. This is great news 
for those with any sort of property because with that information that becomes public, solicitors show up, sometimes individuals with ill intent show up. So the trust is really a more complete estate planning tool. One other really cool thing about trust, especially if you are someone with younger kids under age 18, usually in most states, is that if assets are retitled into a trust, then the trust owns those assets. And then that means the kids don't have to own the assets in order to be benefited by those assets. One of the best ways to get money, assets, and stuff to kids when you and your spouse pass away is through a trust. If you pass away, you and your spouse together, something happens, and let's say you had a life insurance policy, and you tried to get that life insurance policy to the kids and there was no trust in place, then the kids may have to wait until they're age 18 to get that money. Where if you had a trust, then the trust receives that money and immediately benefits the kids based on the rules you set up for the trust. And the rules that you set up for the trust in Dishing out money, however you want that to occur, is really how that works. So if you just want the trust to be easy and uh, accessible for all the heirs, then you can do that. If you want to make sure that your kids or your heirs go to college, get married, start a business, hold a job for n number of years, you can make sure that if you have a large amount of wealth, you can make sure that there are still basic functions of motivation inside of those heirs from that trust, or they don't get what's inside of the trust. So it can be as simple and easy, or it can be as involved as you want, as far as the rules on how the trust operates after your passing, but you just have to set that up. Unlike a will, whereas if you get a a will, let's say in like medical school or residency or something like that, it can be okay, yet not great, to go get a will online, to go to like LegalZoom or something like that, and just to go get a super quick online will. That's fine. For a trust, I would almost never recommend that. You really want an attorney who does estate planning specific work to sit down in front of you or on a computer screen or a phone call to really listen to what you want to do to put the trust together for you. I cannot stress that enough because that attorney will put together a trust that 
adheres to all of the rules of your state, takes advantage of anything that you need to take advantage of, and they will put inside of that trust all of those rules on when and how money is passed out to your heirs based on what you want. Now, that can always be changed in this grantor trust, this living trust style of trust. And so when I'm establishing financial plans for individuals, a trust becomes the road on which the plan really goes along. It is really the foundation of almost any financial plan. And you can have a plan without a trust, but it's really fairly incomplete. Some other things that trusts can do is they can accommodate for special needs instances. If you have a special needs individual in your family that you have to take care of, a trust can take care of minor kids. A trust can be directed to charities. A trust can do a lot more than what is being discussed today. But in short, some of the main benefits of having a trust is that one, it bypasses probate. So your heirs, your beneficiaries don't have to go through probate court for anything that's been put inside the trust. Two, it can take care of minor children It can help take care of disabled children or disabled family members. Three, it is a way to set rules for all of your wealth. Basically, all of your life's work is then set and prepared to pass to the next generation the way you want it to be passed to the next generation not the way your state passes everyone else's wealth to their next generations. And so ultimately, the trust is a great organizer of all of your assets for your children and for your heirs. And in my personal opinion, I think of a trust, a will, a trust, all of the legal documents that that you'll set up in your estate plan, I really think of those as more or less of a love letter to your kids and to your beneficiaries and just saying, I made all the decisions that I was supposed to make. So you didn't have to make my decisions for me and that you did everything that you could to cleanly, smoothly, organize and communicate all of your decisions, all of your belongings, and all of your life's work to help the next generation. Thank you for listening to the M-Advisor podcast. I'm Paul Morton with M-Advisor. The M-Advisor podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. M-Advisor helps physicians with their financial planning you can visit elm-advisor.com for more information, ask questions, schedule appointments, and get access to more content as well. 
I really appreciate you listening and being here for the M Advisor podcast.